Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed trade in the grain markets here on Wednesday. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures up three and three quarters at 6.36. March soybeans up 12 cents at 15.81. March Chicago wheat down three and a quarter at 7.75 and a half. March Kansas City wheat down one at $8. And listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you are watching on YouTube, guys, hit that subscribe button. Uh, we're getting close to 4,000 subscribers. My goal here this year is to get to 5,000. So if you're watching, you like this content, subscribe to the channel. Uh, like these videos, help YouTube to spread this thing out for me. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on grain marketing plan in the upper right-hand corner. I've got a really nice subscription service. You should sign up for it. It's $49.99 a month. Uh, it bills your credit card automatically. You can cancel it at any time. You get my morning email, which includes a ton of information uh, every business day at about 6.15, 6.20 a.m. Central Time. That includes all my grain marketing recommendations as well, my text message service, my subscriber-only videos, which have become very popular. I did one yesterday regarding the recent uh uh, purchases we've seen of new crop U.S. soybeans. China and unknown destinations largely have been uh, more active buyers of soybeans for new crop delivery, meaning after September 1st. I discussed that situation. I discussed kind of the logic behind it. If you're interested in that sort of material and a lot of other material related to grain marketing, all sorts of different stuff, guys, I do a new video every single day. China fell hugely short of hitting the commitments outlined in the phase one U.S.-China trade deal. This trade deal, of course, was signed originally in January of 2020 by President Trump and China's President Xi. The U.S. Census Bureau released some trade data yesterday. According to Bloomberg analysis, China only bought 63% of the goods that it had promised as part of the deal through the end of 2021. Analysis by the Peterson Institute for Inst International Economics indicated that China met just 57% of its two-year purchase target. One of the big problems here was energy purchases. China bought only about a third of the energy products that were pledged. Agriculture actually fared the best. China met 83% of its commitment in regard to purchases of U.S. farm products. China imported a record amount of corn and a record amount of soybeans last year overall, and a lot of that came from the United States. Chinese buying was largely responsible, in my opinion at least, for the big grain rally that began in, say, late summer, early fall of 2020 and really continues to this day. I think that that Chinese buying uh, during that time frame had a lot to do with, with the big price increases that we've seen uh, since summer of 2020. Uh, China bought less than 65% of the manufactured goods promise. So, so what does all this mean? Uh, we're not really quite sure at this point. The White House has discussed what they called concrete measures regarding the deal, but provided no specifics. Uh, the U.S. does, uh, last I checked, they maintain tariffs on more than $300 billion of annual Chinese exports to the United States. Now, those tariffs are paid by American importers who are generally American firms or U.S. registered foreign entities. They pay the the tariffs. The idea originally was that those tariffs would eventually hurt China in kind of a trickle-down way, but Beijing appears unfazed to this point. So no, China didn't come close to hitting the deal. Agriculture did pretty good. It, it was actually really good for a lot of you guys watching. Um, and, and I guess you could always go back to the question, did, did they buy the, all, the, all that corn and, and all those soybeans because of the trade deal? 
or did they buy him because they needed him? Because right now it seems like they have no interest in this trade deal whatsoever. Uh, China continues to blame, you know, COVID and and supply chain issues, and I suppose that all of those are are warranted and and legitimate issues. But uh, uh, we'll see what the Biden administration decides to do about this, if anything, moving forward. We do have a USDA report today. This is the monthly crop production and WASDE report. It will be out at 11 a.m. Central Time. Um, guys, these are all the you know pre-report estimates, whatever. I'm not going to run through all of them. But the things to, to pay attention to, I mean, first off would be the South American production estimates. The trade is looking for uh, a decline in the projection for Brazilian soybean production. Same for Argentina soybean production. Same for Brazilian corn production. Same for Argentina corn production. So you're probably going to see those, those uh, reductions noted in the report. How does the market react to them? What's priced in? That's the million dollar question with all these reports. What is priced in versus uh, what is actually printed? You know, if USDA comes in with only minor reductions and and they're not as big as the trade, uh, you know, traders expect, I don't know that that's necessarily bearish. I I think a lot of people might make the case that, hey, you know, USDA is just slow playing this thing. And, you know, Brazilian soybean harvest isn't done yet. There's a lot left to go. Uh, Maybe they'll make bigger reductions the next couple of months. So I'm not exactly sure. First off, where these estimates are going to come in and second off second off what it means for the markets. Um, keep an eye on these world soybean ending stocks. They should decline versus last month. Same thing with uh, world corn ending stocks. In regard to the United States, you should see a slightly tighter situation for uh, corn and soybeans reflected in particular. Canada had its uh, grain stocks report out yesterday. Stats Canada released a grain stocks report. All wheat stocks as of December 31st were 10% below the average trade guess at 15.6 million metric tons. Canadian wheat stocks, all wheat stocks, down 38% year over year. Canadian canola stocks down 43% year over year. Durham wheat stocks down 56%. Barley stocks down 44%. Uh, Stocks of oats down 39%. Those are massive, absolutely massive year over year declines. I think that this is friendly, the wheat market and the spring wheat market in particular, um, small grains, same deal. You know, they've had a drought in Canada and it's the same drought that has impacted, uh, you know, the Northern Plains here in the, in the U.S., uh, parts of the Western Corn Belt, your key growing areas of Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba in particular, experienced a severe drought last year and they remain drought stricken. So this is not an issue that has gone away uh, to this point. So this is is not only an issue as as it relates to grain stocks currently, but it's going to continue to be an issue if this drought is not alleviated uh, getting into the 2022 growing season. Argentina will see only scattered rains over the next week. Some areas will see decent rainfall amounts. Others will see absolutely nothing. The extended forecast continues to offer more like scattered rains here and there. There's not any any big uh, event or big rain event on the radar here the way that I see it here this morning. Um, you got a heat wave that will arrive on Monday next week. It will last four to five days at most. Key corn and soybean growing areas have been much drier than normal over the last couple of months. So I think you've still got some issues in Argentina, certainly. And I think that you'll see analysts continue to ratchet down their estimates for the country's corn and soybean crops. USDA did report some flash sales of soybeans yesterday. China bought 132,000 metric tons of U.S. soybeans for new crop delivery. That's about 5 million bushels did yesterday. Uh, There seems to be a lot of interest in the new crop uh, U.S. soybean market. I believe of the eight flash sales we've seen since uh, February 1st uh, of soybeans, five of them have been for new crop delivery. So we're seeing uh, quite a bit more demand for new crop U.S. beans on the export market. The cattle market 
was mixed in live cattle and uh, higher to sharply higher in some of the feeder cattle contracts yesterday. Cash market 138 to 140 in some light trade. Uh, the boxes were a dollar to two dollars lower. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is just a little bit lower. The S&P 500 is up 35 points. The Dow's up 200 ahead of the cash open. Bonds up a little bit. Precious metals are mixed. Crude oil uh, correcting a little bit down 38 cents at 88.98 in the March WTI. That contract was over 93 just a couple days ago. Everybody have a great day. Remember, report at 11. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.